What's up, guys? We're back with another podcast video. Uh, me and my mum here. Uh, this time, there's no special guest, but we're going to talk about what's happened recently in the Premier League. So let's get into it. Not just the Premier League, though. I'll give you a rundown of the topics that's going to come up on today's show. So, of course, we're going to talk about Aubameyang's response to a post, feeling sorry about him. Um, we're going to talk about Erling Haaland, record-breaking goal scorer of, what, is it five games to go or something like that? Yeah. Um, Reese Nelson rejecting a contract offer at Arsenal. And we're talking about the Halen boys and what's next for them. Um, we're gonna talk about Joey Look on the on the back of the Halen boys. Newcastle season, because whoa, what a yeah. surprise. Um, Sam Allardyce's comments, Arsenal Women's Champions League semi-final, and of course, we'll end the show with some Premier League predictions for the games coming up this weekend. So without further ado, let's just get into it then. Um, yeah. are you aware of the Abamian comments? Nope. Let me read it to you. I took a screenshot. It's from, we've, we've met this boy before. We've seen him after games a few times. I'm sure you'll remember him if I show you a picture. Um, it's Raj, the football addicts. And I'll show you a picture after. You've definitely seen him before. He's spoken to us. He does like FIFA stuff. No, you don't remember. I'll show you in a minute. But he put a post up. I think it was on Twitter. Well, I don't know. He posted someone's tweet. And the, the tweet said, the tweet is from someone called Sevs. And he said, honestly, feel so bad for him. He's talking about Bamyang. Always positive, almost lost his mother, caught malaria, toxic end at Arsenal, went to Barcelona and got his house robbed. Now he's gone to Chelsea and not playing at all. Was made fun of at Stamford Bridge by our players. And now he's being booed by the fans that he loved. And then Bamyang responded saying, you know, sometimes people forget what's the real life and forget about how you can't control what's going to happen prayer hands what i know that's a lot of information but what are your thoughts on on everything i just said maybe i think it's not the best situation for Bamiang and it's it's really bad for him right now yeah i mean since he left arsenal it's not been going great I know. and his house getting robbed him catching malaria and stuff like that it's really bad and it's not the best thing to happen right now do you feel like so we was at the game obviously like how did you feel seeing him back at the Emirates in in a Chelsea shirt but it didn't surprise me in any way or anything like I didn't feel anything it was just it was just focusing on the game for me like what do you mean beating Chelsea that's all I wanted that's all I was thinking about so you wasn't thinking about oh look Bamyang's back I wonder if he's gonna score no I wasn't thinking about that so you saw them in the warm-ups like but Bamyang yeah he might he might have missed a few shots but that didn't that didn't, you know, predict the game for us. What do you mean, miss a few shots? For anyone that's listening, I don't know what you're talking about. In the warm-up, he would, they were taking shots and he missed about eight in a row. Like, <laughs> they all missed about eight in a row. It wasn't just him, like, the whole team. Yeah. I think it was only Gallagher and Madueke that scored theirs and Enzo Fernandez. Madueke. How did I say his name? Maduke. Oh, sorry. Maduke. Sorry, my guy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Sorry. Um... Yeah, literally in the warm-ups, you'll see it in the vlog on our YouTube channel. Eight, yeah, go on. Um, they missed like eight shots in a row, and it were, the fans kept going like they kept cheering when they <laughs> when they missed. Well, I thought it was gonna make them want to score more, but it obviously didn't. Yeah, what it? They scored one. I was hoping it would keep the clean sheet, but Abamyang, obviously, when he missed in the warm-up, like when he kept smacking the post or whether like Mendy would save. Obviously, all the Arsenal fans were going, way, And we was like, we're kind of close, so we can see his face. And he kind of looked embarrassed, as you would. Yeah. Did you feel any way? Did you feel anything for him? 
Yeah, probably felt a bit sorry because it's not it's not good to miss all the shots in a row mm. before a game, an important game like this. So, and Chelsea could be getting relegated. So, I mean, I doubt they'll not, get relegated. It's not the best thing right now. I know everyone's joking about them being in relegation form, but I doubt they'll get relegated. I mean, it's very likely Southampton will go down. No, not relegated this season. But <laughs> if their bad form keeps going on next season, it could be trouble for them. No chance. They they definitely they're in trouble now, and they're definitely not going to make. They're going to make sure they're not in trouble next season. There's no way. This True. is this is their off season. Well, they've had a couple of off seasons, but this this is the worst. Like it's not. There's no way they'll continue like that. Um, but what was I going to say about the whole Bamiyang thing? I thought it was weird that Frank Lampard decided to start him yeah, against instead his... of Kai Havertz. Yeah, it like... was, maybe it was a tactic, like maybe to make the Arsenal players feel sorry and give a bit of respect. What? But I don't know. The in the in the away fixture, you remember this when um, Arsenal scored. Don't you remember all of the Arsenal players surrounded Aubameyang and was like basically laughing in his face, like Gabriel Ben White. You must remember that video, that clip that like, we scored, and then they ran past him and around him, and what they basically mocked him. I wonder what he did at Arsenal for everyone to treat him like this. Like the fans boo, you heard the boos yeah, at the Emirates. I heard, I heard it. It was really bad. But Do you think he deserves it? No, I don't think so. I, I don't know so, but probably doesn't. It's probably just a bad situation where people don't like him for some reason because he's left Arsenal. I think it's the way he left Arsenal, isn't it? And then, like, obviously, he was subbed off at half time and literally the whole crowd cheered. Yeah, and then, the, and, then, and then the guys behind me were like, oh, I didn't even know he was on the pitch. And I don't think they were bantering. I felt like they were being genuine. You know, know the, the old yeah. guys. He, 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 didn't, he didn't touch the ball as much. He was a passenger, basically. There was a stat that I saw. I can't remember it, so I might get this wrong. But apparently, he had nine touches on the ball in the first half. Nine. And four of those were kickoffs. Because obviously, we scored three goals. And then they must have they kicked off. They must have kicked off the game. They must have done. Did they kick off the game? Yeah, they did. So four of those were yeah. from kickoff. That is bad. Kirio really had him all day. I know. He had him. It was really bad. Not 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 as that's not the expected touches to have in the match. No chance. Moni Maduke was by far the best Chelsea player on that pitch. He actually was. I re- oh my god. I kept saying it on the day, but mm. I proper like him as a player. I know. Even when he ran through our whole, oh, our whole right, my. our whole right, right, right flank. Get your words it was, out. <laughs> it was, it was a really good one, and it showed his quality. Really, every time he ran with the ball, it's like he was running. That I think, yeah, obviously that's the first time I've seen him play in real life. So I've seen clips of him and I've seen videos, but oh my god, he looks so much faster in real life. I was looking at him, thinking, what? I'm shorter. No, he looks tall. No, he looks shorter in real life. Really? Yeah, uh, Lonnie Maduke is a really good player. Um, at PSV, he was really good and he was having good scoring goals and getting assists at um, PSV. So maybe he might do more next season for Chelsea. Yeah, so you know more about him than me. Literally, Raf told me about this player long long before I heard about him at Chelsea. And I'm sure you guys would have known about him at PSV, but I don't actually watch that league often. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you don't watch that league at all? Yeah, sometimes. If it's on, I'm at home. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't really watch it. What? Yeah, I don't. The yeah, let's not lie. PSV. Yeah, let's not lie. I don't watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raph was telling me about him for time, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" Like, and he was telling me about other players. He always tells me about young players all the time. Like, he told me about um, what's that guy Curtis from Jones? Not Curtis Jones, the one from United. Sweet, yeah. is he Swedish? Um, Langa. He called me Langa before he was in United. Like he, told, 
all of Ganacho, yeah, all I these boys, you. he's holding out all these boys. Because of the FA Cup, you find the you final last season, Manchester United won it against Sheffield, I think. Mm. And it was it was a really good game, and he scored a penalty, and he did the sue, I think. Okay. Uh, and I remembered him. So I think how, he was wearing number 19 as well. So how do you know Nonny Maduke then? How did you know him from like, because I don't see you watching PSV games. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. I remember... I remember him playing for Tottenham when he was a little kid. Yeah, but he, how do you know that? Because I don't know. I really don't know. Why do I know it? When I search up PSV Eidhoven mm. on Wikipedia, if I go to Noni Maduke, it shows where he's been, what clubs, like Tottenham under 12, 16s and stuff. So I just remember that. And he's on, and he was picked, selected for the under 15 England squad. So, yeah. So you just basically did your re- you do your research on all the young players basically yeah that's good so I need to come to you for some insight then yeah. <laughs> but yeah when I was watching him I was thinking I was obviously hoping he didn't score literally because I felt I literally yeah. said if anyone's gonna score today it'll be him it'll be him and then like ten minutes later he scored score. I was like damn it I shouldn't have said nothing it wasn't offside it, you, it looked it from where it was sitting out but it wasn't offside because I think well Zinchenko went to sleep yeah. there because. Yeah. He, he ran at the perfect timing. The ball's already kicked and then he ran, but Zinchenko wasn't staying with him. He got to take a touch yeah. and then that Nketiah finish against Leeds last season. Mm. I remember. That's the type of goal. I'm a bit gutted for Zinchenko actually because in the last couple of games that he's played defensively, when it's not got, been as... When he got megged by Trent, oh, it, it started then. It started then. Because that's, that's when Trent got his confidence back mm. to start playing well again and I think that was the biggest mistake he made. Liverpool game was the worst game we've had this so far this season because it broke down like everything. Our streak, our streak that we was on, and it was so annoying. Yeah, it literally did, and it all kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, downhill for Man City to take the lead and dominate once again, dominate the league as they always do. We took it. We we really tested them for a good two hundred and something days, but then they reminded everyone who the champions are. But it's not done yet. But obviously, ninety nine point nine percent of the footballing world is telling us, "Listen, Man listen, Arsenal fans, Man City have won the league again. Just give up." But you know me, yeah. As delusional as everyone will call me, I'm not giving up because, as crazy as it sounds, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I know that Man City will win the league. Yeah. But the the small percentage of me says, "Wait, anything can happen." In football, all, anything can happen all we have well. to do as as hard as it sounds because like like i said against southampton and liverpool wasn't great all we have to do is win our remaining games and i know that sounds really really hard I because know. you've got some tough fixtures it's but and then we've got on sunday it's going to be a tough fixture yeah, and brighton because our back line isn't the strongest right now because saliba and gabriel's out as you saw last week yeah he's injured yeah it was but, reported today that he's not gonna he might not play yeah but you never know you never and know, like all it takes want, is... And I don't want Haaland to replace Aguero, please. Oh, at that moment, yeah. if it goes down to the final day or something. Because, it, right. you know, it could go down to the final day. Let's say if, like, they draw against Brighton, so let's say, for yeah. example, then I think we'll be level on... Oh, I'm not good at maths. I think level on points, but I think they're on 79 and we're on 78. So, like, oh, yeah, so let's say if they draw and they get 80 points. Yeah. And then let's say we draw, but hopefully win. If we draw, we'll also be... 39. Oh, yeah, a point behind them still. So we'd need to win. But, yeah. Against Newcastle and all of our... Every remainder of our games that's left. Yeah. Talking about Manchester and Erling Haaland, this guy, this robot, as you call him, has come into the Premier League in his first season... And broken, oh my god, broken the the Premier League goal scoring record. Do you know what the record is? 
are over 35. Yeah, I think so. I should know this because it's been posted everywhere. And yeah, they yeah. did the guard of honor for him at the, um, was it Leeds? What game did they have last? Was it Leeds? No, it was West Ham game. West, West Ham, West yeah, Ham. that's it, yeah. And yeah, he's got the player of the year. So, I mean, he got the most goals. So maybe he'll win the golden boot. You know of course. Mean? What do you mean, maybe? Of course he's winning the golden and boot. The Ballon d'Or. Serena won the Ballon <laughs> Yes, very soon. Who do you think will win it next year? Erling Haaland oh. Oh, next year, I think it's going to be probably Erling Haaland or Mbappe. That's what Mbappe. I can say. Mbappe's been a bit quiet these but days. Mbappe's not on the best form of scoring goals right now. So you never know. It could be, it should definitely be Erling Haaland. Let's have a look at the Premier League top goal scorers this season. Of course, Haaland's on top with 30. That is insane. 35 goals, yeah? Can you yes. guess who's behind him? Who? On- Shearer? No, I mean, not the record. He's broken Alan Shearer's record now. I mean, like, this current yeah. season. Can you guess who's behind him in second? Masala? No, no. Um... No, in the Premier League. Yeah, Masala. Oh, I thought he said Masala. I was about to say this boy. I thought he meant, like, um, what's his name? The guy from Dortmund, Bayern, Munich. Bayern Munich. Yeah, not him. I think it will probably behind him if he's got 35 goals. The next person behind him is on 25. He's an Arsenal player. Unfortunately not. No one scored that many goals for Arsenal. We kind of spread our goals around. Is it a City player? No. Man United? Rashford? No. Ooh, who could it be? What do you mean, who could it be? One of the most prolific goal scorers in the Premier League. Trossard? What? Um, <laughs> no offence to Leo, we love you, Leo, but come on. One of the best, and I'm, uh, one of the best Premier League strikers. Harry Kane? Yeah. Harry Kane is second on, and I look at me, you got me saying all that as an Arsenal fan, but it's facts yeah. though. It is facts. It is. Um, Harry Kane's in second on 25 goals. Can you guess? I oh, probably won't guess who's in third now because you didn't even mention his name. Who's in third? Ah, I can guess. Who does he play for? No, tell me. Go on. I don't Just know. think about who's bagged bare goals this season. Apart from Haaland. Apart from Haaland and apart from Kane. Gabriel Jesus? No. Come on, he was out injured for a while as well. Eddie? No, he played about he didn't he played a handful of games. Who, Who could it be? Who has scored? They've even scored against us. Recently. Mm, couple months ago, I think it was. Come on, Raf. I'm not sure. English player. He's English. Trent? He's got he scores loads of goals. Man said Trent. Loads of goals. He's English. Yeah. He plays for a London club and he scores yeah. loads of goals. London club. Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. There's more London clubs than that. Is there? You've literally been to all of these grounds. Fulham. Yeah, but it's not Fulham though. This is another ground that you've been to. It's not. Yes, it is. Come on, man. London club. The disrespect is crazy. What is it? Oh, Brentford. Yes. Ivan Tony. Yes. Oh, okay. You're surprised, aren't you? Yeah, I didn't think it would be Ivan Tony because he hasn't scored. He scored many goals, but I think he's a bit been a bit silent this what? the second half of this season. Yeah, that's At, true. In the first half of the season, he was playing really well, like doing stuff like beating Liverpool and great stuff like that. But now he's a bit um silent, and he missed his first penalty this season on the second half of the season. So yeah, but then he scored the penalty straight after. It was a bit surprising for me. So yeah. 
Okay, but he is third on 20 goals. That is a very wow. good, isn't it? That's a very yeah, good decent. stat for a forward. And then fourth is Salah on 18, fifth is Rashford on 16. And then it's the, the numbers get lower. So like Martinelli on 15, Wilson on 15. Oh, Wilson's done well because he's come back and started scoring yeah, recently. Odegaard on 14. Odegaard, I didn't expect that. I thought we'd be on less. Odegaard's on 14. Okay. Wow. And then Watkins, Saka, Rodrigo. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Erling Haaland, man. More with record breaking, with a striker like that, with a, a I mean, with a goal scorer like that, you just expect to win the league, don't you? Like, you cannot have someone scoring thirty five Premier League goals for you in one season and not winning the league. He's a robot. That's <laughs> He's a robot. All right, up next, we're going to be talking about Reese Nelson and the Halen boys. So join us in a moment's time. So news, I think it this week, earlier this week, it broke. Reese Nelson has allegedly rejected a contract offer from Arsenal. How many years was it? I don't know. I don't know the details of the contract. I just know that he was offered a contract. Well, I just know that the rumours were that he was offered a contract and has not accepted it, which means that he... Looking for another club, maybe at the, yeah. at the end of his contract that's that's um, during, during now, this season. So maybe after... How how long was this contract right now? I think it expires this season. I think it expires. I think it ends this season. Yeah, after, expires is the right word. After the season, maybe he's looking for another club, uh, maybe a London club, maybe not. Maybe it might not even be in the Premier League. But you know, if not the Premier League, then where? Anywhere could be in France. Could be anywhere. Where do you think Reece should go if he's looking for a new club? Because obviously, I think the main reason why. He hasn't accepted the offers because he doesn't want to be second fiddle. Like he doesn't want to be yeah, he, on the bench anymore. He's most likely just a replacement for the other wingers. And plus, it seems apparently Arsenal's looking for another winger. So if they're always going to play yeah. Saka and they're looking for another winger, winger when is he going to? When is, is he going to play? Silly. So maybe there should, maybe there should be a club without that good wingers. Maybe Brentford. They haven't got the best wingers. They use their right wing backs most of the time. So maybe if they had um, reliable wingers and then their right wing backs could defend more, they could keep more clean sheets and, and that would be a good strategy to win most of their games. But I don't know. So you think Reese Nelson will follow in the footsteps of Joe Willock and go to another Premier League club? Probably. Brentford's not a bad shout, to be fair. I just want to see him do well. Like I honestly don't want him to leave Arsenal, but I seen him come through the ranks i've watched him as a younger player i've seen him go out on his loans i've seen him come back and score that miraculous goal against bournemouth yeah. like he's just he's just a good player even when he came in to cover for Saka when he went down in the game he was not even meant to come on that game you could tell arteta was not going to use him he but he scored. came on against forest scored, scored. Got yeah like it was really good really good so i really want to see him thrive and if yeah. he can do that at another club i'm not going to be mad at him because look joe willett done the same i don't think that was joe willett's choice either i don't think he wanted to leave and uh, look at him now look at joe willett now yeah this guy is really balling good. out getting assist and he's got some goals this season it's really good how he's been playing and making passes and he's he's a he like plays in the first team he's not he's not a second choice he's always the first choice mm. so um, it's not like if someone gets injured, he's gonna come on. No one needs to recover because he's the the first person to play. He's always in the starting lineup. So, and yeah. did you see his assist of the season? I'm giving it assist of the season to Isak. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It was a great ball. This I guy is just I, improving, improving every season. Like he was good at Newcastle last season, but this season, next level. And look at them—they're in Champions League position. 
it's very to me to me I'm confident they'll get Champions League. I hope we beat them on Sunday though. Um but it's very yeah, Newcastle in the Champions League would be a really weird thing to see. I know. Like Nottingham Forest have won it, but um it's been a really thing, weird thing to see because you wouldn't expect a, a a club in their ranking in the Premier League that they used to be their ranking to go into a Champions League, but them going into a Champions League can can be a good thing can be a bad thing and you never know so why would it be a bad thing tell me what will be a bad thing first because maybe it will they don't maybe because they haven't been in many competitions like that they won't know how to handle it and how to um, use what plays to use especially it's not europa league because that was easier for arsenal because they can easier use, hello yeah, we got knocked out <laughs> i know but they could they could use their they could use their second players mm. their their um, bench players to get Far further in the contest in Ch- in Champions League, I don't think it's gonna work like that. You're gonna need your best players, so their players are gonna need they're gonna need um the best strength, the best mentality, and the best like recovery speed. Mm. Or else it's not gonna work. Yeah, I hear that. I I definitely hear that. And what's the good thing about them being in Champions League? Uh, the good thing about them being in Champions League is a good um, it's a good thing to go to their records. It's nice. It would be nice if they got to a Champions League, um, playing in a group. Even if they get knocked out in the group stage, it'll be the first time they've done like got Champions League in, in a, a while. Long, yeah. So, yeah, in a long while. Um, okay, talking about just back to Reese Nelson. What about the other Halen boys? Because at the beginning of the season and and the back end of last season. We was all raving about them, you know, Saka and Elmo Smith Rowe. And then you've got Reese Nelson coming into the mix. You've got Eddie coming in. And, and whenever he comes in to do a job that he's asked to do, he does it. He scores goals. But now it's like Emil, Reese, and Eddie have all just been pushed on the back burner. Like we don't see them. Because we've bought more Europe. We've bought more European players from different countries. Like, and so we don't use that many Hayling graduates anymore. But is that fair? Like, what happens to them now? What what should, in your opinion as a fan, what should Reese? So, give me your opinion as a fan first, and then give me your opinion if, as if you was in their shoes as a young baller. Well, they're not that young anymore, but they're young ballers. Uh, what what do you think they should do? As a fan, I think they should still move club because no, no, Arteta doesn't use them as regularly as they do, as they want to be used and as they deserve like, to be. Um, Elmiel we barely gets used. And it's 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 dumb how against Liverpool Fabio Say dumb. Yes, really what? dumb. How um Fabio Vieira is coming on before Mill Smith I think it's really stupid. It's that's not, a bit harsh. It's not a good art a good decision for Mikel Artel. So I think um the best you need more technical play. You can't take off Odegaard and bring on someone like Fabio Vieira. No offense to Vieira, but you have to let a Mill Smith throw. I don't I don't understand the logic of it at all. Mm. I really don't, I, and I need to understand what Arteta was thinking when he put on Vieira instead of a Smith Rowe. Well, he hasn't used Mills Smith Rowe in ages, so maybe he's not an option no more for the rest of the season because he hasn't even got like a couple minutes at, towards the end of the game. At least Eddie got a couple minutes towards the end of um, West Ham. Yeah, but they're not being played as much. So, do you reckon all three players, Reese, Eddie, and Emil, will that be the end of the Halen saga? Probably not. for a little while. It will only be Saka left, really. Will True. That, do you think they'll move on this season? Probably. Next season. But Eddie just wait. got a new contract and he got the number 14. How can yeah. he just be sitting on the bench? I know. It's really... It's, it's not good. Because maybe sometimes when Jesus is getting tired after every game, mm. put on... Put on... 
ready for a bit. At least 15 minutes. At least 15, 20. Yeah. Anyway, guys, let us know your thoughts on this situation. We'd love to know how you feel about it. All right, quickly, let's move on to um, Sam Allardyce's comments. It would help if I brought them up because he said some... Do you know what's happened to Sam Allardyce recently? Do you have any idea? I know you don't. Did you just say what? I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Who's Sam Allardyce? You're joking, right? Who is he? He's a manager. He's a Premier League manager. Okay. For who? You, you know him. No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. So, so in the recent years, yeah? Yes. Before you was born, like a, like a year before you was born, a couple of years, he managed Blackburn Rovers. I'm, I'm only going to go that far back, yeah? Then he yeah. managed West Ham, Sunderland. He was England manager for like 56 days or something crazy like that. He managed um, Crystal Palace. Yes. Recently. Yes. Everton. Recently. Yep. Okay. West Brom. Recently. And now he's been brought in with four games to go to Leeds United to help stop them from getting relegated. He's basically the relegation savior manager. He stops, like he went into Crystal Palace to kind of save them. Sunderland, Everton, all the, West Brom, all these teams to... I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> wow. It's... it's yeah, he, bought, he did that in championship clubs. It's not no, gonna, they were Premier League clubs at the time. It's not going to happen in, in the Premier League now in this day and age where everything's more technical. He's not going to get away with it. Lee, I don't think Leeds just bringing in new managers is making anything any better. You're making the team scrappy, it's bad. Like No, it's not organised. Just bringing in more managers. There's, stick with one manager. Cause just because you're not winning this, just because you're not winning the getting anything right now doesn't mean you won't get something next season you're not you wouldn't get but they might get really they're gonna get relegated potentially yeah they are because they don't have the same manager because now now the players have to build new bonds with with three different people in the space of one what three different people the managers the american guy the one that came in and now this sam allardyce guy Mm. jesse marsh and all them guys yeah it's a bit bad just like Chelsea, that's why they're losing. They they have to build bonds with these new managers that change up the change up tactics and do the wrong things sometimes. So, mm. all right. Well, th- these are the comments that he made. I'm trying to find the exact quotes, but he basically said, um, if he was the Manchester City manager, if he was in charge of the Etihad, he would absolutely be able to challenge for a treble. If he was a Man City manager, um, what was the other crazy comment that he said? There was something mad that I found funny. Um, I might be 68 and look old, but there's nobody ahead of me in football terms. Not Pep, not Jurgen Klopp, not Mikel Arteta. It's all there with me. I think there is. I, I think, I think my, I think my manager is better than him. What? <laughs> this is English heritage that you're insulting right now. Okay, mom. Just watch at the end of the season. He's coming in now. He's not going to save anything from relegation. And he's not gonna get, and he's not gonna get them promoted back up next season either. Maybe he's a bit too confident coming into this role. It's good to have confidence coming yeah. into a manager role like that, but right now he doesn't look like he's gonna change anything at all. Well, we'll see. There's, there's a couple of games left to be played, and like we said earlier, anything can happen. Right, we've spoken a bit about Premier League. We haven't even had a chance to touch on Brighton, so let's do that quickly because I was gonna move on. Brighton season, they've been incredible and they're looking like they're definitely going to qualify for European football this season. Next season, sorry, for like Europa League. Yes. They had that win over... Oh, you didn't even watch it. You went to bed. So I don't know if you know, but they beat Man United last night. Did you know? 
Yeah, you were sleeping. I remember they beat Man United on penalties, though. No, Man United beat them on penalties. It was heartbreaking. Man United beat them on it was, um, was it Solly Marsh? Yeah, he missed the penalty and I was gutted because that's the second time he's done that in a penalty shootout. Yeah. And I really wanted Brighton to win a bit of, well, you know, go to the final potentially and win a bit of silverware. But they've had an amazing run. They've had an amazing season. They're competing for a European spot and they beat Man United yeah they night. got the revenge last night and, really one, and, and, and a penalty as well the irony of it but this time it wasn't Solly Marsh that stepped up it was World Cup winner Danny Welbeck what? <laughs> what World Cup has Danny Welbeck won please? oh oh, I get what you, I know who you're talking about McAllister yeah where did Danny Welbeck come from? I don't know you definitely wasn't listening Um, big up Danny Welbeck though yes um, well, well done good penalty you didn't even see it. Why are you saying good penalty? <laughs> it was a good penalty, though. It was actually a really good penalty. Um, but yeah, I just want to give Deserby his props for what he's done with Brighton. Like you said, with you know teams changing managers and whatever, it takes a while to adjust. But Deserby's come in, and it's not Potter's Brighton no more. This is Deserby ball, and he's he's really probably because he's a likable person. You don't even know him. Maybe he comes in with a likable attitude, makes makes things good for the team. He doesn't come in and he knows he's in relegation and he's stressed so he comes in like, right, we need to do this. Maybe maybe he gives a good plan, makes a good relationships and bonds with the players. Are you there? No. Are you there at the Amex, bro? They don't train at the Amex. They play there. Okay. <laughs> but it all happens in training. Fair enough. I think Raf's got an insider because he he knows what the Zerbi's been saying. Um, but yeah, big up Brighton. Um, let's talk about an historic moment in women's football that happened recently. Stadium filled out for the game. Wow, really good. So incredible. Yeah. And it just and do you know why it's incredible to me because it didn't feel forced. I know. You've been to many women's games with me over the years where, and you know, I've been campaigning and pushing and for the games we played at the Emirates and and I, I kind of was a bit moany saying why is Arsenal not doing it sooner but they done they they were right not to listen to me they've done it the right way um and they were patient with it and it helps that we have a good team yeah. as well that gets you know good gives good performances uh Weaver Moy wasn't happy though she 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 said in her interview wasn't it she didn't care really uh, she didn't care much about um how many people were in the stadium I'm she sure wanted, she didn't say that she wanted the result or something across those lines. Maybe that the fact that you know she's happy that all those fans turned out, but she would have preferred a result. Is probably what she said. I didn't yeah. see the interview, but I'm sure she wouldn't say she doesn't care because that girl cares. Trust me, she's a a lovely human being. Um, but um, what was I gonna say? I feel like the way Arsenal have like structured this whole thing has been perfect. It being a gradual process where every single Champions League game this season was played at the Emirates, every home game, of course, yeah. and gradually, as you saw, every single time the uh, attendances grew. Of course, it was a lot a better um, this time because it was a bank holiday Mondays and it was earlier in the day, whereas some of the games, the attendances wasn't that high as the Emirates because it would be like an evening on a Wednesday or whatever. Afternoon. Yeah. And rush hour games. And as you can tell, the, the audiences are kind of different at men's and women's game, but it felt it didn't feel like that on Monday. It mm-hmm. did not feel like that at that semi-final. Like, it was so... You know how it's just like at a men's game where everyone's chanting, everyone's at the pub. You know, like how the Ashburton Army yeah, walked down from yes. the pub? They did that from the women's game. Not the Ashburton Army. It was... Um, there's an Arsenal Women's Supporters Club. There's there's many. Can't remember the name of which one this was, but they walked down from the Tolentan, was waving their flags, waving their scarves, cheering, all that good stuff. And it was just such a positive vibe. And it didn't feel like that there were people there that were like Linus's neutrals, like... 
yeah. that people that have just watched the Euros and are neutral women's football fans and just here just to watch women's football. You know how you get some fans yeah. that are like, oh, I just like women's football. I don't have a team. Not that I have anything against those people. It just felt like these people were there to watch Arsenal. It felt like they were Arsenal fans because any bit of controversy, they were right behind the players. They were, you know, anytime there was a VAR check, which was about 20 times, you know, you heard the reactions from the crowd. Yeah, you good. could hear the disappointment when that last goal was conceded. And, um, but they, the fans stayed behind and applauded all the players because they put on such a magnificent performance considering they've lost so many of their key players to injuries. And we lost another one on the day, Laura Rain Rover. She tore her ACL as well. She was down slamming the pitch like she was in pain and agony. That's now Leah Williamson in defence. Kim Little, it's not the same injury, but Kim Little, our captain in midfield. Beth Mead, one of yeah. our top goal scorers up front. Vivian Miedema, another top goal scorer up front. And now our, our right back. It's too many injuries, man. And something needs to be looked into. Yeah. Need to be, need to recover quicker, I think. I think it wouldn't take you that long to recover, though. No, these are serious injuries. Not injuries you can recover from. These are injuries that need surgery. They've all got pretty much the sim- similar injuries. So it's not good. But I need to give another... We should have a section of the show, like, where we... What do you call it? Give praise. So our praise. Yeah. So my next, praise this week is for Deserby. Next week, you can choose one, unless you've got one to choose right now on the top of your head. But my yeah. this week, for me, it's Deserby and for the Arsenal women for putting for getting this far in the Champions League um, with so many key injuries and putting on a great performance and selling out the Emirates. Do you know why? Another reason I feel like it's such a good thing they sold out the Emirates right. because most fans will look at that and think, oh, the Lioness's captain, Leah Williamson's there or, you know, yeah. Beth Mead's there, yeah. but everyone knew they were not going to be there and fans still came. So it's nice to it's see that really there's a general Arsenal women's fan base growing. Okay, I've done rambling on. Let's get into the Premier League predictions for this weekend. Okay, guys, thank you for tuning into the show and staying this long. We're going to get into our Premier League predictions now for this weekend's fixtures. Starting off with Bournemouth, Chelsea. Uh, one one draw. Do you know yeah. what? I actually feel like Chelsea will get a result. They got a result earlier this season against Bournemouth at home. I'm gonna go one nil to Chelsea. Okay, they're gonna score a goal. They scored a goal the other day. They'll score a goal. All right, Man City leads. Four nil Man City. Yeah, my my head says four nil City. My heart says please one nil Leeds. But it's definitely gonna be like oh. four four nil City. The best lead they're gonna get is a draw if Man City slip up. A draw and and try mock try mock them by bringing on their worst players. Listen, the bench. That's that's how Pep Guardiola can get too cocky and slip up. Hopefully, listen. If Leeds get a result against City, Sam Allardyce is the goat. I've said it. If Leeds get a result against City, Sam Allardyce was bought in for the right reason. And forget everything that Raph said. Sam Allardyce is the goat. Bro. And if he doesn't, you buy me new football boots. Why buy? Anyway, Spurs. Deal. Be- no, Deal. no. Deal. No. Hello. Deal. Predictions. Deal. The listeners want to hear your predictions. Bye. No, the listeners want to hear your predictions. Come on, Bye. quick. Quick. Deal. I said deal. Raphael, <laughs> don't it. try it and scam me. She couldn't. Can we finish the prediction? It's a deal. Raph. Ah, uh, you're, you're, you're. I'm a what? I'm a what? Go on. I'm a what? <laughs> I'm not your age, you know. I'm not your age, mate. Let's go. Spurs v Crystal Palace. Uh, two little Spurs. Yeah, that 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 could be a draw, but I'm gonna go to one Spurs. Um, Wolves v Aston Villa. Three 0 Aston Villa. I was gonna say this exact same thing, exact same. I'm going Aston Villa three Wolves nil. Okay, Liverpool v Brentford. That could be a good game. Uh, 
5.30 Sky Sports. 2-1 Brentford. Oh, Brentford win. Liverpool yeah. really, Liverpool could really try and get a Champions League spot and take no, Man United out, you know. I hope they don't. They can take Man United's spot, potentially, they, they if they continue to win the rest of their games and Man United continue to, you know. All right, Liverpool 1, Liverpool 2, Brentford 1. Okay, Newcastle v Arsenal. Oh, gosh. Uh, can we come back to that one? Let's leave it to last. Nah, I, <laughs> I want to face it. Go I on. think it's going to be one. Nah, 2 0 Arsenal. <gasps> Do you really believe that? No, 2 1. We're not going to keep a clean sheet against Newcastle. I will take any Arsenal win. Two I can't predict. Like, I genuinely think Newcastle could win this game. So, you know, when the, um, it was down to the last 10 and it was like crunch time, it was like, right, all we've got to do is win these games. We've got yeah. Southampton, West Ham, Liverpool, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't worried about any of those games except this one. I know. I wasn't worried about any of them except this one. And then they've You're been. They've worried been about ju- it, but the players shouldn't. You're right. You're right. Arsenal, please. Arsenal, like my head's really saying a Newcastle win, but do you know what? Let's do this. I'm going to go Arsenal 2 1. Did you say the same thing? Hello, guys. Did you say the same thing? If you think it's wrong that my mom didn't do the deal with the boots... Oh, my gosh. Can we carry on, please? like and subscribe. (sighs) This isn't YouTube. It's a podcast. Anyway, but yeah, please subscribe. Leave a review. All that good stuff. All right. West Ham, Man United. Um, Probably 3-0 Man United. Do you know what? I think West Ham could do a job here at home. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Hopefully Declan Rice is back in the squad. Okay, and then Monday's fixtures, we've got Fulham v Leicester. Hey, we should try to go to that. It's bank holiday, isn't it? Oh, wait, are we doing Sanko Monday? No. Oh, yeah, I'm doing Sanko Monday. Never I'm mind. revising. Oh, oh, yeah, that's so true. But the teacher, so I'm such a bad the influence. The teacher said you can't pass or fail. He said it's just pro- to see what progress you made from year two. Yeah, they don't want to stress you out. But listen, just do the best you can, please. Yeah, I'm right. revising. You can still watch that. I'll allow you to watch that game. Fulham v Leicester at three o'clock. I'm gonna Leicester need to win to survive. Fulham two and Leicester nil. Same, literally the same. Two nil Fulham. Okay, Brighton v Everton. This is this might be a bloodbath at the MX. I know. I'm going four one Brighton. Four nil Brighton. Oh, clean sheet. I like it. And then another big game. Bottom of the table clash. Nottingham Forest v Southampton. Southampton needs 2-1-1 on Forest I don't know what to predict I think maybe 1-0 Forest that's our predictions guys let us know yours as always thank you so much for listening to the Football Mum podcast I've been Pippa Monique this has been my 11 year old football fanatic son Raphael you know what to do make sure you like subscribe I don't know if you subscribe on podcasts but whatever you can do to support us I'll be great and we have an Instagram page called the football mum podcast so if you don't mind giving us a follow on there we'll release some visual clips on there as well so until next time thanks for watching thanks for listening sorry I'm so used to YouTube <laughs> thanks for listening um Raph say bye bye guys see you later